Welcome to the Daily Writer Podcast, where we bring you tips and inspiration each day to help you build habits for writing success. For more resources, including your free Daily Writer Starter Kit, visit dailywriterlife.com. When you talk to aspiring authors, one of the common themes that you'll hear is that many of them have always wanted to write a book. It's a dream that they've had for years. Well, I applaud dreams and goals. I think they're wonderful. And when you're writing a book, it's important to make sure that you're keeping the goals of your target reader in mind as well, not just your own goals. After all, a book is not just for you, it's also for your reader. If it's a nonfiction book, the goal is to help them change or transform in some way. Well, my guest today is here to give us some great advice on how to identify your target reader and learn the pain points and frustrations that you can address in your book. Vikrant Sharia is the founder and CEO of bestsellingbook.com and the author of How to Write a Bestseller. He's transformed his life by making his own bestselling book, dedicating his time to helping entrepreneurs, coaches, and thought leaders in producing their own bestselling book to generate high-quality leads, attract high-value clients, and skyrocket their authority. In this conversation, you'll learn why you need to focus on a target reader and how to use what you learn about their problems and frustrations in your book. This is really valuable information that you can not only apply to your book, but to all your writing and communication as well. This is a super informative interview, and I think you're going to enjoy it just as much as I did. So here's my conversation with Vikrant Sharia. Vikrant, welcome to the Daily Writer Podcast. It is good to connect with you, and I appreciate you making time to do this conversation. Thanks, Kent, for having me. Absolutely. Well, I want to congratulate you on, first of all, a really successful book, but second of all, writing and publishing a book that is super well organized. So I used to be a college professor and I'm really big on organization and structure of books. I'm a ghostwriter as well. So I'm constantly paying attention to those things. And I really, really love the way that you have structured your book, how to write a bestseller. It's just really well written and structured and you did a great job putting it together. So huge thumbs up from me for whatever that's worth. Thank you so much, Kent. So let's dive into some, some content from your book. Now, Obviously, I'm going to point readers to your book to get the full picture of of all the details of how to write a bestseller, but I want to hit on a few items that I think are particularly important. Can you talk a bit about step one, which is ideation, kickstart the writing process by crystallizing your idea? And specifically, I want to ask you about something that, that you include in this section of the book that not a lot of people talk about, which is creating your hook using the three-part hook creation system. I love that aspect of the book. Can you talk about what that is and why that's so important? Sure. So basically it is three step process. So let's first of all, talk about the ideation process. Okay. Sounds good. And, and that's actually the foundation of the book, right? It could be just like when we are starting the business, it could be the business idea, right? This is where the entire book is going to be formed. Now, book idea is actually very important um, because, and at the same time, you also need to understand how you have to position the book, right? So you may write about productivity, but if you will choose different audience, then productivity and the action items of productivity could be different for different, yes. uh, different audience. For example, if you talk about productivity for students, it is going to be completely different from productivity for entrepreneurs, yeah. So you need to understand three or four different elements to understand 
how you will be creating the hook of the book. So first of all, it is the basic book idea, right? Like what, like what is the main book idea? Then comes the why. Like why exactly do you want to write a book? And again, it is also very crucial because this is going to make sure that how you will craft the entire book. So if you want to write about productivity, then why exactly do you want to write a book? Is it about maybe maybe you want to get coaching clients with that? So if you are aiming to get coaching clients with, with the help of the book and you are writing productivity book for students, then maybe they will not be paying you a good amount of money in the back end. Right. Maybe they right. will pay, they can they can just pay you hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. But if you if you want to charge five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, they they can't afford it. But they like but entrepreneurs, like uh, high high professional experts, coaches, consultants, they can afford it. So so y- you also need to understand that why you want to write a book. So if it is like uh, to get coaching clients, then you have to also understand the target readers, right? We, and we will come to the third point or the third element, which is the uh, the target readers. So the target readers are, again, ex- extremely crucial because this is going to make sure that how you will be crafting the book. And then comes the, the fourth element, which is the hook. So basically, there's a book outline quadrant. The first right. element is the idea. The second is the why. The third is the readers. And the fourth element is the hook. And Actually, you can create a really engaging and catchy hook with just three, uh, with a kind of a fill in the blank. The first is, I will write a book about that promises to, so readers can, right? Mm-hmm. For, like if you give an example of uh, productivity, so I'll write a productivity book that promised to um, help you um, generate or give output of maybe generate 10 times more output in less than half half of the time that you were devoting. So entrepreneurs can uh, give more time to their family, friends, and they can enjoy more free time, something like that. So basically what you're doing is in just one line, you are covering everything. So what's the basic book idea, whom you are targeting, and exactly why you want to write a book and what exactly does it claim? What is the promise? So over here, you are promising that you can generate 10 times more results in half of the time, right? So it's just a promise. It's just a claim. So so, so these four elements can actually define the outline quadrant. And yeah, again, the hook is extremely important. What if someone doesn't know their target audience? They want to write a book about a certain topic, but they don't really know who they should be writing it for. How does someone really hone in on who that audience should be for their book? When they don't know about the target audience, they should not move forward. This is what my experience is. Hmm, Otherwise, okay. they will always mess up with the book. And uh, you may have seen that some of the book ideas, they, they sound really good, but eventually they, it doesn't make sense. The reason is because the author wasn't very much sure about the target audience. And uh, this is where I really, usually the clients we work with, they are pretty much, they know that who their target audience are. But if you really don't know about your target audience, then I I would highly recommend you to spend some time on different forums, different Facebook groups, or different communities, right? With different audience. So for example, if you're writing again, coming back to the same example, productivity, Think about it like what are the top five target audience that 
can that can use my ideas that can use my message and once you have those five different target audience then you have to narrow, narrow it down and find out what are maybe top three or top two target audience that can generate most profitable return right so if you are um, writing a book which is very 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 niche like maybe in the in the entire planet there are just five thousand people then okay. it won't be sellable right so um so you you have to be you have to go niche but don't don't go very very niche so that you can also sell some books in the back end so so once you have shortlisted the top 3 target audience then i would recommend you to um, check out some forums some facebook groups they are you can join facebook groups for free like for example if for students like you can join some forums for entrepreneurs, for speakers, for consultants, like join different, different forums and then uh, communicate with them, right? Spend at least two to three weeks of your time, post over there, like what kind of problem you are having? What kind of problem are you having to generate enough results? Maybe while reading of the book or um, while studying or while um, working at your workspace. So, and also start reading their comments, start reading, um, chat with them, make some friends over there, right? This is going to help you uh, identify that who is who, are, which type of audience is going to be more closer to your heart, right? Who are the people you really want to help? And this is this is how you can actually um, find out your your ICP, ideal customer profile, mm, or IRP, ideal reader profiles. And what kinds of what kinds of elements? as you're writing your book, should you keep in mind about that ideal reader profile or your ideal, your ideal customer really is what it amounts to, I guess. Are, are is it things like, like, uh, where they live or their income or their interests or their pains or problems? What kinds of things should we, should we be keeping in mind with that ideal reader as we construct our book? Uh, when I was starting a business and when I also started writing books, like I used to get a lot of uh, different advice from people, like you have to create your ICP. And on, in those ICP, they used to create so much of kind of a visualization things like, okay, so this person's name is maybe Mary and she's 50 year old, she's divorced. And now um, she has two children and now she's also having a government job and all of these things. But eventually, like you will, you are just in your imagination. You just, you can just imagine those things. The only thing that you have to, re they also take, they also care about is their problems, their pain points. Don't worry about what is their age. Don't worry about exactly where do they live. It doesn't matter a lot. The thing that it matters a lot is where exactly they are, what kind of problem they are, what are their okay. aspirations, what are their dreams, and how your book can be. Uh, can provide them a roadmap or can become a bridge between point A to point B. If you can really dial this in, if you can really find this out, you don't need a lot of things about that who, like just find out that what are their pains? What are their problems? What exactly are their dreams? And um, where do they hang out? If you really find these three or four things, you are good to go. You know, it's really interesting so you and I have both been around the book world for a long time. And a lot of people talk about books as something they've thought about their whole life. They've always thought about being an author or, or writing books. And, you know, a book is a dream that they have. 
<clears throat> how does somebody go from thinking about a book as something that fulfills their personal dream and totally switching around so that a book is really designed to solve problems because those are two very, very different things. So do you have any advice for people who have been thinking about a book a long time? It's, it's something they want to do. It's like their hopes and dreams to do a book, but kind of transitioning over to thinking about that book as something that really is designed to address a problem. It's really designed to meet somebody else's need. Is there a way to kind of make that emotional switch that you would recommend? Yeah. And this switch can only happen if you spend more time with your target audience. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You, you just can't imagine that your target audience has this problem or that problem. This is their pain. Otherwise, it is just going to be an imaginary thing. The data could be something completely different. And if you want to write something that is based on imaginary uh, thoughts that you have, it will, not, it will definitely not solve the, the reader's problem. Hmm. Again, as we mentioned, like uh, the, in the four elements, the third element, which is target readers, you have to hang around with the people. Like You have to hang around and find out their pain points and, uh, and exactly what kind of problems they are having. This is also going to help you provide enough or strong why to help you write that book fast. Otherwise, like, of course, you may have some personal reason, like you may want to grow your business or expand your clientele or um, maybe establish your authority, right? There's, there's so many things. Uh, but if you also will um, will find out the real reason, like real pain points of how, how people are struggling, um, then, and you have the solution, right? Um, so then it can really help you out, write the book fast. It can give you a strong reason. Along with that, I've seen that um, why people struggle to write a book and complete the book is they they really don't understand that, um, like, of course, you are a ghostwriter. I am not a good writer. Like, I, I'm a terrible writer. Um, and I have known this uh, thing uh, that I'm good with system. I, I can easily create. I can... I can simplify so many like complex things in a very easy to understand mm -hmm. things, but I can't sit down and write each and every paragraph. The, this book, like how to write a bestseller, I didn't write it, honestly. Uh, I just created each and every ideas of the book, every framework of the book, the entire structure and skeleton of the book, but I didn't write the book. First of all, I, I don't have the time. And the second is I don't have the skill set. Some people take, <laughs> or take it on the ego that, hey, if I'm going to be writing the book, I will write a book. And that's the reason like they have to understand that um, if you realize after writing maybe a few chapters or a few pages that, hey, I'm, I'm just not able to come up with the words or ideas, you have to hire a ghostwriter. You really have to hire a ghostwriter and don't take it on your ego that, hey, I'm going to write a book. If you really were, if you really care about your ideas or stories or message or really care about your audience, don't worry that or don't think that who is writing the book. Just think that how you can complete the book as fast as possible so that you can also achieve your personal goal along with that you are also going to be helping your audience. And um if you will write a book, it's going to be a terrible book. But if your ghostwriters will write a book, right? If, if you really find a good ghostwriter, uh, that's, again, a different skill set, like to find a good ghostwriter. Right, right. 
uh, if you can really find it, then you can create a book that can really help your audience, that your audience can really connect to. So, um, so yes. So again, as I mentioned, that it maybe you can start with the writing process, but within a few first few pages, like you will realize that whether writing is your forty or not, whether you really want to write the book or not, and if you if you come to conclusion that this is not for you, writing is not for you. Hire the ghostwriter as soon as possible. Don't just procrastinate that, hey, okay, maybe I'll write it next year. I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the zone. Right, right. Don't just get it, get a writer as soon as, get a ghostwriter as soon as possible and get the book done as soon as possible. I want to come back to the 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 target reader concept for a minute because I have another question or two about that. But I do have to say, I think you're the first guest I've had on the show who's just basically admitted they used a ghostwriter without it being on the book cover. So- I actually want to congratulate you for just putting it out there because most people don't, it's such a taboo topic sometimes that many people will not just admit to using a writer's help. So I think it's awesome that you recognize what your skill set is and that, Hey, I don't have the time or I don't have the desire, or maybe that's not my strength or gift. I'm just going to hire that out. I think that's, that's an indication of a really smart business person. So and the same the same thing goes with the book cover as well. Like oh, usually absolutely. most people usually most people they don't give credit to the book cover designer or the illustrator, but usually ninety nine percent of the time they have hired someone else to design the book. Absolutely. Or, and the same goes with the writing as well. And when we think about like top one percent people writing books, like rich rich dad poor dad Robert Kiyosaki, losing yeah. my virginity by um, uh, Richard Branson. Stephen Covey's book, like seven highly effective uh, habits of successful people. Mm-hmm. All of these are, they are ghostwritten. And they understood this um, in the first place that they can't write a book and they needed someone, a professional person who have 20, 30 years of experience in writing books. Right. right. It is their skill set. It is their bread and butter. They, they know how to write a book. They know how to create an amazing book so that they can connect with the readers. You at the other end, you are writing this book for the very first time. And this is going to be your signature book. And you can't mess it around. You can't create, <laughs> yes. you can't create totally. your own book cover design, right? You just, you just can't do it. Like you have to hire a professional. The same goes with the writing process as well. Yeah. And that is absolutely true. I've had a lot of conversations with people over the past couple of years as I have gotten more and more into ghostwriting um, the last couple of years or so about how in every other industry we value collaboration and it's it's just it's very well known that people collaborate on things for example if you if you listen to uh, an album by your favorite artist there's always a producer there's multiple musicians yeah. there's lots of songwriters typically but for some reason we still have this idea that a book should be the product of one single person which is not true at all because the best books are always collaborations so i really encourage people to hire ghostwriters to make sure and hire the best graphic designers, to hire the best editors. It is totally a collaborative effort. You cannot produce a great book totally on your own. It's just not possible. Totally true. So one more question about this this idea of a target reader. So if you have your target reader in mind and you know who you're writing the book for, what are the best ways to start gathering information about their problems or their frustrations or their pain points? 
do you recommend asking, obviously asking questions in Facebook groups? Do you recommend going local, having coffee with people, getting on Zoom calls with people for chats? Are there some other ways besides getting involved in Facebook groups and social media that are effective? So when you go for like one-on-one um, communication, of course, it is really brilliant. Uh, the only problem with that is it is very slow. Uh, if you're going to be, for example, going on a maybe meeting someone on coffee, it could take up maybe four or five hours of your day. And uh, so chances would be very, very low that you will, of course, maybe you can get some really good information over there. They can speak their heart out. Um, along with that, like Zoom call is also really fine. Uh, the, I, I really like this Facebook uh, group approach because it is very quick and you can get yes. hundreds of data uh, quickly, right? Uh, instead of just relying on four or five people's point of view, you can get, you can also run polls. Like maybe uh, in my book, How to Write a Bestseller, I have shared some of the uh, posts that I made in Facebook groups. And I got hundreds of replies, like comments and likes within just 12 hours, right? People, like I, I asked them, like, hey, what, um, do you want to write a book? What would be the book topic? And there are plenty of people, mm-hmm. like, like uh, replying to that, like comments and all of these things. So you, at your point as well, like you can, you can, if, for example, if you're a productivity coach and you sim- simply can go there and ask, that, um, what is the biggest roadblock you are facing in being 100% productive throughout the day? If you will just ask this question, you will come up with maybe hundreds of things, but you will start seeing some trends over there. Like in hundreds yes. of comments, you will, you'll find four or five things that are really common. For example, it could be social media. It could be um, maybe friends, right? It could be Netflix. So these three or four things could be the top five things. And you can maybe each thing could be one chapter for you. Hmm. So again, of course, I'm not against this one-on-one conversation over Zoom or um, coffee, but it is slow. If you can afford that, then that's fine. Otherwise, if you want a quick result, and get more and more data in a shortest span of time, then Facebook groups or communities or Reddit forums are really great. Hmm, that's good. This is really, really good advice. I have not done nearly enough of this myself. I mean, I have my own Facebook group that's part of our Daily Writer Club, which is our membership community, and I'm a part of a few others. But this is really, really good advice because you can get super fast feedback on on things that you're writing about. So, well, Vikrant, this is this has been a great conversation. I really love your book. Uh, even though you didn't write it, you did organize it and put it together, which is which is awesome. I love the fact that you collaborated with somebody on this. It's great, and it's really filled with tons and tons of great tips. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Where can people find out more more about you and your book and your work? Yeah, if, if people can simply search Vikram Shorya, I think uh, the first link is LinkedIn. I'm usually active on LinkedIn, so I would love to connect uh, with people over there. Um, or if they can, they want to know more about my work, then simply go for bestsellingbook.com. Like we, we provide book writing, publishing and marketing services, 100% done for you. Um, people can just simply come up with a, uh, 
book idea, and then we can turn it into a best-selling book in just six months. So everything is completely done for you. We have helped over 500 clients um, in last few years. Um, so if you think that this, this is a fit for you, uh, simply schedule a call and would love to uh, hear your book idea. Wonderful. Thank you again for making time to do this. I know you're very busy, so I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I learned a lot from Vikrant and, you know, sometimes I have a takeaway that I share after a, uh, after a podcast interview. And today's takeaway is this. It's really important when you're writing nonfiction to focus on the problems and pain points of your target reader. You know, a lot of times, especially if you've always wanted to write books, you come to a book and you think, well, what do I want out of this process? And what do I want to say? And those things are important. Don't get me wrong. Those are really important. Those are, in fact, vital to the process, thinking about what you want out of the book. But it's also important to think, what does the reader want out of this book? How is this going to help them? And what kinds of problems or pain points is this book going to help them solve? So make sure to keep that forefront in your mind in whatever your whatever type of writing you're working on, not just books, but if you're a podcaster, if you're a blogger, if you're doing articles or social media or whatever you're writing or creating, keep that in the forefront of your mind with nonfiction. We're writing not just to say something that we want to say, but we're writing to solve a specific problem. So I hope that's helpful for you today. And I really hope that you keep that at the forefront of your mind. Well, many thanks to my friend Vikrant for being a guest on today's episode. Make sure and check out his website at bestsellingbook.com. Hey, before I go, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Indie Author University, featuring the Book Marketing Mastery course. If you're tired of being disappointed by your book sales and you want to sell more books faster, easier, and with more fun than ever, sign up today. Book Marketing Mastery is created by my friend and business coach, Honoré Corder, who has sold over 4 million books. So needless to say, she definitely knows her stuff. To sign up for Book Marketing Mastery, go to dailywriterlife.com slash bookmarketingmastery and use the code dailywriter, that's all one word, to get 10% off. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.